Hello, this is the Crush Monocle Podcast, uh, a show where we talk about stuff, all the stuff. I am your host, Coop. This is my co-host, John. Hello. Hi. <laughs> this is the 21st episode, and John doesn't know how to introduce himself. Nope. We're 21. Yeah, I'll get it right tomorrow, or the next episode. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> he won't. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I never do, and this is the twenty-first episode. I don't know how to do the intros. So. No, no that's the whole point. I'm trying to screw up your cadence. That's the whole point. And I can do that myself. Uh, yeah, well. Um, all right. So we have a guest this episode. Uh, she has been a figure of the Chicago noise rock scene for quite a few years. Originally in the band Beat Drun Jewel, now she is uh, one half of the progressive noise rock duo Juna, where she sings, plays guitar, and plays synth bass. All at the same time. She has a YouTube uh, show called Can I Touch Your Gear? Where she discusses guitar pedals, amps, and all those glorious contraptions. Uh, ahead of the new Juno record, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Donna Diane. Yes, yes. Oh, Woo! Thank you so much for having me. And you didn't even ask me about the pronunciation of Beatron Jewel, and you got that too. Oh. So. <laughs> Donna here is from uh, Chicago. I'm from Chicago. Now, I haven't seen Juna live, okay? Um, but I believe I saw your other band a oh, few really? years back. Oh, really? Yeah, at, at the Empty Bottle. Okay. Okay, so. Probably. That's, that's my, <laughs> yeah, probably. That's my uh, favorite venue. So. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, I uh, I interviewed the, um, the guy who owns all those clubs, um, Finkelman or whatever his name was. I, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did an interview with right as the pandemic started, when everyone shut down and everyone was Timely. super Timely. bored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, how are you? Um, I'm doing good. I'm. Um, yeah, it's been it's been wild this couple weeks since we announced the pre order for the album. It's, yes. It's been a long lead up to it. Um, because we recorded it like almost a year ago. Really? It's, it's finally coming to fruition. Yeah, it was last March. A vinyl is just taking so long to press. Right. It just yeah. takes forever right. to release yeah. anything. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah. You know, we're kind of lucky that we got it out um, within a year. Big thank you to Smash Plastic in Chicago. Because I know some people that are telling me they've been waiting on their vinyl for like over a year. And oh, a yeah. Half, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It's it's insane. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, especially not easy, and if you're doing it independently, so we're we're very lucky that we have Smash Plastic. So basically, you have like a whole other album almost ready for us, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> At the rate I go, it always takes it. Like an album cycle is very it's it's so labor intensive for me that like I am not one of those people that just like whips out yeah material. It it I have to like give birth to it (laughs) and then like raise it and then move on so yeah well i mean i'm not ready for a new album the new the new album's amazing (laughs) but like i'm like oh wait do i maybe get another one soon like yeah (laughs) being that we're uh i'm not very good with pronunciation obviously as we've already was joking what's the name of the new record Oh, Femina Forens. That's like the, I guess, most pop, uh, proper Latin way to say it. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad Femina I didn't Firenze say Femina Forens is fine, too, but that's like the, the nerd 
way to do it. <laughs> See, I'm a nerd, but I'm not the smart kind. So. <laughs> not cool. I was an English major. I'm an editor and writer by trade. So, like, I'm going to get very nerdy about <laughs> awesome. literature probably at some point during this interview. <laughs> well, uh, great. Make me feel nervous. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I won't put you on the spot. I'll just yeah. just call him out anytime, you. please. <laughs> please, please don't read any of my articles. <laughs> I don't judge. You should. So, being that uh, I didn't, I would have probably mispronounced that title. What's the what's the the story behind that title? Why why is the new record named that? Oh well, I first came across the term actually when I was looking up that there was an. Um, artwork, a uh, like late nineteenth century print that I loved. It's called the Vitriol Thrower oh, um, shit. Okay. by a f- French artist, I'm, and I'm it's, it's it this now. picture of this this uh, Victorian woman like looking over her shoulder, and she's like holding this like bowl of acid because I guess there was like this whole like rash of acid attacks in like late nineteenth century what Europe. What the fuck? That was just like normal acid that, attacks like, happened. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so like it was it's I get in these rabbit holes of like researching weird shit like this. Yeah. And I guess it was like this whole thing that um, it was very like sensationalized that like this was a woman's crime. And they had like a couple like sensational trials of women that had were there, you know, like jilted lovers and they like yeah. threw acid in like these guys' faces or whatever. Jesus. Well, I guess like. This is very. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> well, I mean, years later, they did the research of like the actual police records and it was like straight up equally women, men, everybody. Yeah, so everybody's like, just like. Everybody was acid. throwing acid. Fucking destroy this person. <laughs> it, was, it was a very metal era. Well, yeah. yeah, seriously. We were going yeah, well, like. Victorian era, everyone's yeah. like very repressed. So, yeah. then, so very like, like black just... goth, but heavy at yeah. the same time. Like, <laughs> like very, we're getting very, very deep. Like, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the term "femina forens" was like. Um, in one article I read that was like used to describe these like femme fatales that would yeah, like yeah find you in an alley and throw acid in your face or like whatever. Just try to walk home. So, yeah. <laughs> so to me, it's like, I love that term because it's like very, I love reclaiming things that are kind of like used pejoratively to describe women and yeah. like this idea of like, you know, this like out of control. It, it, it translates to uh, a raging or a furious woman is like yeah, what what the okay. translation is. Yeah. So it's like it's in the same vein as like calling a woman like hysterical right. or like yeah. whatever, just, you know, like yeah. you know and she's been just crazed so by her uterus. It's, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. So so me like the whole aesthetic of the album, the artwork and everything is very much about like kind of like reclaiming that term of like what does it mean Love to it. be a yes. woman who express expresses rage? Like you know, reclaiming that is like being more of like a warrior than like that's you know, so dope. Being stereotyped yeah. of like a like a witch or a 
shrew. Yeah, like whatever. they're gonna try know. and fucking drown you at the end of the album type bullshit. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not gonna throw acid at anyone's face at the shows unless you want me to. Unless, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, people are into weird shit. If you're gonna pay me to do it, I'll do it. <laughs> it's a VIP. You gotta sort of like a VIP. I'm just joking. <laughs> so you have to say that because someone's like. I'm good. I love the new I know. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm the caveat of if you pay me to do it, I'll do it. That's not going to happen. As, as metal and gothic as all of that sounds, uh, and awesome, because I love all those things, uh, the album lyrically is, from what I hear, I don't, I don't have the lyrics, but from what I hear, it's actually a very poetic album. Yes. Yeah, that was like a real, like... Um, vision I had and a theme for it is really fusing poetry and heavy music kind of in a different way. This is something I've always wanted to do. Like I said, I'm a literature nerd. (laughs) So ever since when I was in high school and I started playing guitar and like writing poetry, I always wanted to create like rock music written around poetry. Like not just like reading a poem like over or like ranting it over music, but like really writing the song around the poem so this is like this album is just really an experiment for me in doing that and i just loved how it turns out turned out i'm using like formal like poetic forms like sonnets and stuff and some of the songs um one of them Probably, like, the first one I kind of did like that is called Suicidal on Christmas. Were you oh. guys able to yeah. listen yes. to yeah, that? I'm like, I'm, like, yeah, seven yeah. listens deep. Like, I've, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I've done the research. Like, so that one's, crazy. like, very, it's very weird. And it's it's all because, like, I had the poem written, and how I wrote that song is I literally did, like, a dramatic reading, kind of, like, you would just do it like a poetry yeah. reading. Right, right, right. And then right. I, com- I composed the music to, like, exactly match like the tempo so it like that song like the tempo really like dies during it and then it like resurrects and yeah then it goes to like half time the um meter cha- it starts in four four then it goes to three four then back to four four and that's all based on like how i'm like verbally delivering the poem yeah so the, I don't know. This is like very like poetry nerd stuff. But no, like, I mean no, that's no, the thing great. is like we, we both were kind of tripping about like like. The thing, the thing with this album, at least for me, because I was a big fan of the last one, like absolutely loved it, was like the fact that like the I feel like, like it's very much kind of like very heavy like noise rock like noise stuff like it sounds like instrumentally, but like it feels like the vocals are like the the music's almost like tailored around the vocals this time around. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, how I wrote this album was completely different than the last. Yeah, because that that that's what I was noticing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, the other one was just very much just like, let's go, let's let's go, like this good shit. And then this one's like, okay, we have these vocal melodies or like this message we want to get across, and like we have to fit the music kind of like under it or around it. Yes, hundred percent. It the last album was really just like how I'm used to writing albums, which is just. It's like a collection of songs a band plays live, and then you like you yeah. have like twelve songs, and you're yeah, like, okay, for let's sure. record yeah. an album. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so Exvoto is definitely like just 
songs that are meant to like kill live yeah and like yeah. make a really yeah. good live set and yeah. then this album um because it started i started writing it when the pandemic started and right. not knowing when we would have live music back i was like yeah. i have to this was the first time i actually sat down and like wrote a record like for recording because mm -hmm. i right. normally hate recording like i it's like the bane of my existence i i, I i'm like a live performer i love live shows do you force and... that in your recording process like let's get the live take no well okay recording with kurt Ballou changed that for me because Coop and i were like, talking about that Coop and i were talking yeah, about that but yeah he like, had such ahead, a big influence he had such a big influence on me because like I before previous to that, I was more used to like just going into the studio and doing it live. Right. And um, I was very wary of like playing to click tracks <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. doing like the studio stuff. Yeah. And really observing because well, we recorded the last album with Kurt, too, and that was not like to clicks or anything. Right. Um, like I played in the room with the drummer and then, um, like retract my other stuff like later. Yep. But when I saw how Kurt worked, I was like, okay, I know how I'm going to do this for the next album. Like That's I, so I, I know how to yeah. do this correctly. Like I want that life shit. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and so then like, I came in like complete opposite. I had like everything, all the demos <laughs> pre-recorded, like yeah. multi-layered, like yeah, bullshit yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um i feel like it it turned out as a better album for that although he was accusing me of having like demoitis yeah you fall in love with the demo yeah <laughs> <laughs> i but i really wasn't but he was he was accusing me of that so i will... whatever it, it turned out <laughs> yeah no so like i'm gonna gush one more time but like i fucking love this new album like i think it's so, so oh good. thank you like thank yeah. You. yeah i've just i played it probably too many times i'm like this is like my new shit that i'm talking about this month like this is the, you know so yeah um, yeah, well, I mean, for those who don't know, uh, that demolitis thing is something that a lot of, I mean, it's true. It's, so, I mean, it's such uh, a thing. Like, it's honestly you write a song or you record a song, even if you're not writing, if you're, you know, you're working on it, you fall in love with the way it sounds because you're basically putting it together. And when it's, when you've put something together and it's ready in your head, your body, your ears, your mind thinks like oh well now it's perfect now i just gotta make it perfect again and then yeah. you can't make it perfect yep. again yeah. so then you just want the demo yeah it's that whole like chinese democracy thing from like guns and roses right like is that oh. like the quintessential like demo itis <laughs> like it has to be the most expensive like version of that ever oh. happening right like yeah <laughs> for those who haven't seen uh juno play you she sings plays guitar and plays synth synth bass all at the same time okay the band is a duo <laughs> all right and it doesn't it's not a gimmick like this isn't like one of those one man band type of things the drum on your back <laughs> and like cymbals on your knees uh it's legit there's there's like three different melodies going sometimes four freaking melodies going on at, at once awesome. live just live not that's not even on the recordings yep. um when you record when you write these songs or compose them do you write these parts individually or do you just kind of start playing it together? Yeah, does it like fill the space kind of or whatever? Or is like, yeah, yeah are like, you like planning it out? 
Um, honestly, when I'm really rough sketching out ideas for songs, I love having the synth bass there and I do it all at the same time. Okay, cool. So cool, cool. it's, um, it's like, yeah, I can like sketch on guitar, on bass and vocals all at once. And I don't have to like go into like a workstation and like do them separately. Yeah. So yeah. I like that because for me, music is such like a body experience yeah like like, like literally a full yeah. body experience <laughs> right, so right. like it's like sometimes that's like a, a like a guiding like a guidepost for me when i'm writing is that like if i'm like really like feeling it in my body and it's really like connecting then i know i'm on the right path yeah so i do like using it up front but then like as i get deeper into the song like during this last album when i was like working more in like a like digital audio workstation, like I would then like separate out the parts and kind of like fine tune stuff. But it's really interesting because it's like last album was like a like a real like guitar album, and yeah, this yeah. album no, is yeah. like there, I mean, there's definitely guitar moments on it, but it's like guitar is really like taking a back no, seat to like a lot of yeah. up, no, other I stuff mean, that's going on. Yeah, yeah, like the vocals kind of like take precedent. Like we yes. just kind of touched on or whatever, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> The uh the music of Juno to me is very, I don't like to to argue too much about genres. I really don't care about genres, but trying to explain it to somebody else, I always try to um, with anything I listen to, I try to you know put it in some sort of box to you know just help sell it or pitch it or whatever. I can't do that with your music. Like <laughs> it's I kind of metal. Either. Yeah, it's kind of metal. It's kind of noise rock, but it's I know, more I always, sophisticated than noise rock. I always just say noise rock just because it's Chicago. And yeah, like, like it right. fits, right? Yeah, it's like you're it from too. Chicago, and like yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you're an actual purist, it's it's not noise rock. It's no. not metal. It's not <laughs> like I don't know what the fuck. The it thing, is. the thing that I've loved though is like is like you guys. You know, I don't know if you've pressed it or tried to book those shows, but like you'll get like involved in all these like noise rock festivals that are like Catawall or like no coast mm-hmm. or like anything like that, you know, it's like you get, you get grouped into all these bands that I love. And then I'm like, I also love this band and I don't know if it fits with like King Buffalo or elder or something that's a little bit more like dungeons and dragons kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then it's like, but they're, but the, like Juno's like noise rock and they're playing Catawall or like they're playing, you know what I mean? Like you get like grouped into that. I don't I love it, but I wonder if it like bothers you or like anything like that, you know? Um, no, I mean I I love that scene. I mean that's those are like bands that I like grew up listening to and everything. So right. I mean I definitely like that's where my friends are yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But I do I like being versatile. It's hard when For you're sure. getting started and you don't sound so like versatile a... though. Like it seriously is, like, you know, like yeah. what are touching on like yeah, and I've noticed, like, in general, like, a, a lot of women that play, like, heavier styles of music, it is it is about, like, having that, like, individual voice, and it can kind of go in, you know, different, yeah, with different sense. areas, depending on, you know, like, we we could fit in at a punk show, we could fit in at a metal right. show, yep. like, yep. I don't know if we could fit in an indie rock show. I don't think they would like us. But... No, but like any kind of prog <laughs> stuff too, know. though. You know what I mean? Like you didn't mention like, yeah. you know, like a prog. Yeah, I guess and... it's, 
It's funny because it's, like, it's like, I guess, like, the base synth and everything kind of, like, gives us, like, entree into yeah. <laughs> that area. Like, yeah. It's just, I, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, we could go anywhere and do anything. You literally could. Like you could that. open up for anybody and be like, that makes sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, like, it's far more, it's far more, and I don't mean this as a slight than the other band, but it's a lot more sophisticated than what people would consider Maybe noise rock or punk yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, but it's way more fun. It's too fun to be prog. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> well, I prog's mean, fun. Like... <laughs> it can be, but you know. You... Well, it's like prog. So this is like, I'm not like shitting on prog or anything. But <laughs> right, like, it's right, like... right. Go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> the it's thing fine. is, prog is usually missing for me is the emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like so important to me. I mean, there right. are people that can do it, but right. like a lot of bands that are just purely technical, um, or that just like focus on that side of it, it's like it feels like there's like a missing piece yeah. to me. Yep, yep. So very robotic. That's yeah. That's why I like I'll I'll never go full prog, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, post, it's like for she, me, it's like any, any. It's post prog. It's post. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Any, to me, it's like anybody who appreciates, I feel uh, like um, an artist that gets on stage and it's just like they're emoting and they you can tell they believe what they're saying a thousand right. percent. Like then they will like that. Those people will like me regardless of like what type of music they're normally into. That's that's how I kind of approach it is it's just like yeah. more of a it's more of a vibe thing than like an actual like style yeah. Music thing. I mean, I think for like, I, so I live out west, and like, you know, I, I haven't seen you live yet. Eventually, or maybe not. You know, I know no <laughs> money to come out this far. But like, the thing that's crazy is like you're doing three separate things, and then we've got the live drums, and I'm such a live drums person. Like, you have to have just like this banging drummer, you know? Yeah. And it's just like it. It all like melds together so well, and like. I forget the first name of your drummer, but like he's so good. Like he's so Jared, yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely he's he's got like a he's like a rush guy. He's like yeah. definitely yeah. like got yeah. the prog background. So that also brought like a different vibe to this album than the last album, yeah. which was really cool. And yeah, yeah, as I it's always fascinating to me like playing with different people like you right. know, I love that. Like they bring like a unique style and then it just kind of like makes it greater than the sum of its parts kind of a thing. Yeah. I just, I just love the live drums of like with everything you're doing. Cause you could easily like program, pro- program them out or like, you know, do that in the mm-hmm. spear or whatever, but like, just love like having the extra like live drummer aspect. Well, it's funny because when I wrote the album, like writing, I actually used like a drum library. Like at the beginning of the pandemic, Kurt Ballou gave me his like drum library. Oh, he's like, here's all these fucking amazing drummers. Yeah. Have all their Yeah. It's like kind of what he uses. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to like fuck around with this. And I, that's actually what I used to like, write out the album album and like template it out and everything yeah, yeah so yeah. it was cool well i had a little bit of like demoitis with that because when i met jared <laughs> i was just like i kind of cool. love i'm like there's certain drum parts i just fucking love on this like can you do it and some of them are like really loony like the intro to softwood circle is just okay. like mm-hmm. it is like absurd it's like it goes from this like um drum loop and 
six to nine to 12 and it expands in this like really complicated You're like, I'm pattern. sick of playing over all of this. So here we go. I know, well, because it's like <laughs> vocals and like guitar are very simple, but drums are just doing this like yeah. fucking weird ass <laughs> shit. And yeah, like sure, Jared sure. was like, yeah, like I'm totally down to like, do like let's work it out and everything. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool because it was like they started programmed and then he like kind of like made them human, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good combo. Yeah. With doing all these instruments and all these things all at the same time, I know that a lot of people love to talk about that with your band. Like if you just Google Juna, that's what everything <laughs> always talks about, which is super cool as they should. That's awesome. Um, do you ever feel, does it ever become like a, uh, like a problem for you that people kind of inadvertently making that a gimmick? It's clearly not a gimmick, but do you, are you afraid of people making that into a gimmick for you? Not like really. Because honestly, when I started Juna, I was like, what I'm doing is so cool. And like, nobody, yeah. nobody got it. And like, no one cared. <laughs> like it was so funny i'm like do people like not realize what i'm doing and it, it took like a really long time for people to catch on and to really understand it so now i'm actually like happy people are getting it and like really appreciating yeah. it That's like cool how thing. cool it is and, and how difficult and like what what kind of like possibilities can come of that so <laughs> in a weird way i kind of like it because it was like no one cares before <laughs> yeah well i mean like i said there's nothing wrong i i want to talk about that because it's so freaking awesome i can't even yeah. walk and chew gum at the same time <laughs> well i mean it's, it's also that do-it-yourself element too and that's a big thing with indie music but i feel like that's that's kind of become like a really important aspect to the chicago uh like indie rock or do-it-yourself scene uh, I don't want to sound like a complete hipster on here and just brag about <laughs> Chicago because I live here and you live here. But uh, what's your thoughts on the, the Chicago noise rock scene? Like, being that you're a part of it, you know, like, how does it feel coming from that that end of it? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, because honestly, like, the pandemic really changed so much. I mean, like, right. I mean, well, end to all shows, but also, like, DIY shows Especially around here, like people were very cautious about. It made it harder for me to find new music, and like I don't live in Chicago, so that yeah, they need need extra (laughs) help. So please, both of you, like, can we? (laughs) I mean, honestly, right now, I mean, like, like the festivals that you mentioned, like Catterall and No Coast, have been really good at kind of like restarting. Yeah, I thought they were like really on the ball. They were like, we need to like just get back to like on our shit like type stuff yeah well because both of them were like had just started well no coast had just started right before the pandemic you're right you're right yeah trying to play that for years like it was literally like we right after we released sex voto we were going down south anyway so um it was like we were like couldn't do it that year so we're like okay we'll do the next year pandemic happened yeah then we were supposed to do it the next year and like there was that huge spike in texas and then everybody like pulled out of it and everything so one day but yeah so like they were like they couldn't even do it for a couple years they had done like one and then couldn't do it again 
And then um, Catterwall was supposed to do the first one. They yeah, that was just uh, X. Yeah, couldn't even like, do it yeah, because yep. of the pandemic. So yep. then they finally had it um, last year. So I'm super stoked. It was so much fun last year, and um, we're gonna play it again this year. So yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So cool. <laughs> so fucking cool. Love it. Yeah, it's 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 funny that um, there's so much of like noise rock and and like the post punk thing here because I don't think unless you ex- unless you listen to these kind of bands or seen these bands live around here uh, to the general public it doesn't they don't realize how important noise rock is to Chicago or how Chicago is important to noise rock yeah like the the history of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe like people, like younger people, are like learning about it now through like Spotify or. Can you imagine? Know, though, can you imagine being like twelve and like all this shit is just in front of you if you like can somehow figure it out or find it or have like an older sibling that's like, "Fuck you, listen to this," you know? Like, right? Yeah. Shit, I mean, you know? I'm assuming like most people get into it like through Steve Albini, Steve Albini like legacy type. Yeah, but like, like we need like something better, you know. We need something yeah. that like we need like we need like Katy Perry to make a noise rock album or something. Yeah. Like, well, you know? and like noise rock is such like a loose term. I right. I know. I, I hate like, it. I hate it. It's like yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of totally meaningless. I mean, in the sometimes like metal is rendered meaningless by it's yeah. just all being meaningless. applied it's to like, everything yeah, now. It's, all, yeah. it's like, oh, nobody listens to rock music. We'll just call it metal and then people... But that's oh, the thing. Yeah, like, listen like, to it. If you <laughs> put in rock music like, and start browsing, you're going to find nothing but terrible music. But like right. you put in noise rock, you're like 30% of the time it's going to be 100% perfect. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know? I know it is just like I. It's beyond me how to like category. Yeah, categorize. Like, what are the now? genre tags you're supposed to use? Like, especially on for camp, you guys. I, like, in I know band, on Bandcamp, like, I just what use are you them doing? All. Like, I, <laughs> I just like because <laughs> yeah. I'm like I don't I don't know because the, I'll look at other bands and I'm like okay, well, like what yeah. do they use? And they're like also confused as well like i've never seen a band on Bandcamp yeah, yeah, that i'm yeah. like those genre tags are so accurate like yeah. that doesn't happen <laughs> no i love that though i like because yeah. like i said i'm i hate i i know even though i've said i hate genres but that's basically what i've talked about for the past 20 minutes but um <laughs> i like it i like it when i can't pinpoint it to a genre because that yeah when i can't when i can't pinpoint a genre that means it's good Yes, I feel the same way. Like, there's some people that are just, like, in, there's, I have my one thing that I like, and that is all I want. Like, I, I call that, like, the McDonald's people. <laughs> yeah. like, the McDonald's that's my thing. People. And I respect that. It's like, that's your thing? Go, you go do that. But I'm definitely one of those, like, people that's, like, I want to hear, I like hearing things where I'm, like, oh, I'm hearing, like, eight different things going on. This yeah. is reminding me of this thing. And it's, like, you know, and then you're going through the catalog in your mind of like all the possible influences that these people might have had, and it's just more interesting to me that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as a duo, and being that you play like 15 instruments at once, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyone who does that sort of thing um, can run run into the problem where they can get really electronic. Like we was just talking about using like drum. Uh, 
loops and catalogs yeah. and all that sort of thing. Do you make it a conscious decision not to do any kind of samples when it comes to putting together music? Okay, so it has been that way. Like, I, definitely when we started, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I don't want to do, like, any loops, any samples, anything. It all has to be done live. Like, yeah. it was just, like, this yeah. thing of, like, how, like, can I pull this off using just, like, what I know about gear <laughs> and, make, <laughs> yeah. and make this happen. I love, like, challenges like that. It's like, yeah. okay, so let, let me yeah, see it's parts how of the I can puzzle do this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's, it has always been that way. And this, this new album, although I didn't use any like weird extra instruments, I definitely did layer like parts over each, parts over each other, like multiple guitar parts or multiple synth parts that I cannot replicate live. So that was more of a like leap of faith for me that I was like, we're going to make this album and then I'm going to have to do what a lot of bands do, which is then like reverse engineer. Yeah. Like redo it. Are we going to pull this off? Yeah. Have you figured it out yet? Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like, it's like this thing. It's a really a test of songwriting because it's like, if you wrote a good song, you should be able to strip all that stuff away and and the song will still stand. Love it. Like I feel like, yeah. Like not to be judgmental, but like I feel like if if your song relies on backing tracks, yeah, then it's not a good song. Like it no, it no, should be I a agree. thing no. where like you sh- you. I always say like if you can strip it down to just vocals and drums and it still like kicks ass, that's how you know it's a good song. Because <laughs> that's all people care about is vocals and drums anyway. No, yeah. no, you're you're 100 right. I remember, um, I remember, God, a decade, well, longer than a decade ago. I saw, you know, the, the pop artist, KT Tunstall, you know, she had that. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cherry Tree song, whatever. Uh, I had saw her at the House of Blues before she got real popular. Oh. Um, and I say, I don't, I don't say that in a hipster way. I say it because at the time it literally was just her and a guitar and a loop pedal. Okay, yeah. And um, and I, I was blown away by how how she did that. But it was, I think it was more out of necessity. Yeah. You know, um, what I say all that to say with you and have you ever thought like, well, I'm just going to go get a bass player in my band or <laughs> I'm going to go bring in somebody else, you know, well, is, is it a necessity thing for you to be able to do it by yourself? No. So I'm, I'm very famous for eating my own words. <laughs> stuff so it's like the minute i say i'll never get a bass player then like a week later i'm gonna get one so i'm not gonna say it um, it's more a thing i don't know it's like it's just kind of a thing where i'm at this point i'm not really like stubborn about it like no i have i have to do it but it's just like it's just it's almost easier at this point. Like now that I've already figured it out, it it's kind of like second right. nature, and I don't have to think about it. Um, you know, and gear can be easier to work with than humans sometimes. So yeah. <laughs> so like, what was the what was the thought process like starting that without you know? So you're like, I don't want you know, we're not going to look for a bass player. I'm just going to do this myself. I'm sick of fucking dealing with it. Like, well, actually, it's just as you were saying with the playing solo with the guitar with the loop pedal. It was like born out of necessity because my when Beach Run Jewel broke up. Um, bass was very prominent in that band and I wanted a way to play solo while still having bass, um, with it. So that's, 
that's why I started okay. doing it. And then yeah. that's how Juna just kind of like, I was like, okay, let me get a drummer involved and then, you know, yeah. see what happens. Cause I played, um, you know, you remember Ian's party that, um, yeah. festival yeah, yeah. in Chicago yeah. that, um, I played it like <laughs> Jim who books that festival, like reached out to me like two weeks before the festival. And he's like, what's up with your band? Are you guys broken up? And I was like, yeah, we're broken up. And then I was, then I just lied. And I said, oh, I have this great solo project. <laughs> and I had to put it together in two weeks. That's how June is. Oh, no. <laughs> You're like, I'm ready. I'm going to I know. I just like, I never so bullshit. We're ever. Solid. And that was like the only time in my life I've ever bullshitted. <laughs> and you got called on it instantly. <laughs> and then played a festival. Well, because like sometimes you have to, there's like an, artist you have to do that to yourself you just put yourself in a like situation where you have to do it you you can't like just dick around anymore and be like oh like thinking about it you have to actually fucking do it yeah you're like like i have a week to write all these fucking songs and then yeah i'm live yeah actually get my shit together (laughs) Uh, well another band out of illinois which is probably the most popular for being a duo would be like local h um, oh yeah so when he plays guitar and bass he his guitar has a bass pickup in it and so he's playing guitar and bass at the same time when you play guitar your guitar is a freaking guitar it's no tricks yes <laughs> well uh, the, and, and with two pieces there's so many ways to skin a cat i mean everybody's done it you know a million different ways you know like lightning bolt like taking doing octave pedals playing an actual bass instead of playing a guitar yeah. and like doing octave like there's so many different ways to do it and so it's just like you know just figuring out a, the, whatever way works for you personally for that style of music i guess yeah for sure <laughs> as, as a uh, kind of a, an equipment nerd uh <laughs> i say that respectively uh <laughs> Without even getting into all your pedals, your pedal board, Moog, and all that, uh, your guitar is pretty simple. I've saw, I've seen you play two different guitars, an SG, and yes. then your current guitar, which is oh, it's a GCI Craftsman. This is a this is another Kurt Ballou thing. He started um, producing oh, guitars during the okay, pandemic. Okay. So very cool, very cool, and they're pretty simple. I mean, both of them just what have I mean? Uh, I know your SG has a P ninety. Yeah. Yeah, both of them are just bridge pickup only. The um, SG is a P90 single coil. Um, the um, one in the GCI is is a humbucker, um, which is actually I I love P90s, but the humbucker yeah. is like surprisingly versatile while still like maintaining like a lot of character like sometimes with humbuckers it's like it just feels kind of like boring. Yeah, it'll me. just yeah. like n- numb it out. Yep. Yeah, like P90s are like, yeah, there's like so much, ooh, there's so much yeah. going on there. It's I hear that, I hear that. Is the humbucker that you have, is it a split coil? Um, I think it's... Like where you can pull up the button and then it turns it into a single coil? No. Okay. I'm trying to remember if it's how it's wound and I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not going to oh, look yeah. it up. Yeah. I wanted to like pull out the like spe- I'd be like no, but yeah. now I can't remember <laughs> my brain's fried. That's the thing as a guitarist when you want a single coil sound, 
it's hard to make a, a humbucker sound like a single coil. Yeah. Uh, it's actually easier to make a single coil sound like a humbucker with effects or whatever. I have a uh, I have a Les Paul that's got two split coil uh, humbuckers, so you can actually make them single coils. Yeah. But they're noisy as all hell. They're yes. probably noisier than a P90. Uh, but man, like for as complex as all your music and your gear and stuff, your guitars are pretty simple. That's yeah. I that's rad. that's really how I like guitar. I do not use that many effects. I really just use one distortion pedal. And, well, I use an EQ pedal, too. But really, it's just like, you know, yeah, I'm kind of a, like, once I find the tone I like, I just stick with that. I'm not, like, changing it up drastically from yeah. song to song. See, Coop, no one needs to be a big old music nerd like you and all your tech gear, dude. You're just going <laughs> yeah, overboard, hey, look, man. I'm, she likes her totally her fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because I... And the people are always asking me, like, oh, give me, like, pedal advice. Like, you know, oh, you're really You're like, I don't fucking know. It sounds good. I know. It's funny because it's just, like, I actually am not so into – I mean, I'm interested in learning about them. But I'm, like, very – I'm very much, like, when I find – it sounds good. It feels good, right? Yeah. Then I just – I stick with that. Like, I don't – I don't like changing it up a ton yep. like maybe like yeah if it's a new record then i'll like reevaluate what i'm doing but i'm not i'm not usually like somebody who's like experimenting with like a bunch of shit yeah i hate i hate pedals because i mean pedals are fine but i hate having a bunch of them because then i'm just turning knobs and i'm not playing anything yeah <laughs> i know yeah. you're like picking one string like then you're like i fuck with this button yeah you don't even fuck yeah and then I'm, by the time i get something that i that i like yeah. i'm exhausted and just yeah. want to put it down and go do something else yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like this e string still sounds the same i have like six pedals on it i don't know what's happening <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. you said that you only have one distortion pedal what is it Oh, it's actually um, a GCI Batter Larry. This is like a, this is another Kirk Ballou thing. When we recorded the first album, yeah, with him, he just has like a ton of pedals in the studio. So he yeah. was, we were like dialing in effects, and he pulled this like he had like gutted like a big muff and like built this distortion yeah. pedal. I'm like, what the what is this? But I mean, it yeah. sounded really good. So then I was like, can you? I think he added like an extra. That's his whole shtick. Like he's like, come record with me, and I'm going to give you this awesome tone. But then when you leave, you have to get a pedal from me. (laughs) (laughs) These custom pedals from me. You know? Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's like, yeah, I do discover stuff through his studio. Because then um, he was demoing this head by Dean Costello, who built amplifiers in Chicago. Yeah. And um, oh, actually, well, no, I knew Dean before, but then that was the first time I heard his amplifier so then um i actually then just picked up a 50 watt from him that i use now so yeah the studio is a good place to get turned on to stuff kurt's (laughs) kurt's kurt's tricking all of us into buying more shit yeah like i hear your record and i'm like i need that and then i'm like she said she need she needed that too so i have to have one too yeah (laughs) next up he'll be like the new you know like jhs or whatever (laughs) well uh speaking of youtube uh pedals and all that stuff um you have a youtube show 
can well, I touch your gear? Yeah, my my erstwhile YouTube show. We got three episodes out before the pandemic started, and then I. Right. <laughs> I've been meaning to restart it for forever. Um, I've, I've I've been in talks to restart it, so yeah, hopefully it's, you should. It's gonna happen sometime soon, but I got it got waylaid by this whole album release, which is just taking right. all my time. I mean, but... I'd rather have that. I'd rather have the new music. The, yeah. the, like, the channel is <laughs> yeah. good, but like you know, yeah. I mean, because so like I... with the pandemic, like I really I. I just love doing the in-person interviews. Like yeah. I could have just done it over Zoom, but like, you know, especially with the name, can I touch your gear? I yeah, can't exactly. touch anything when yeah, I'm stuck yeah. in my house. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like one one day it's going to happen, but cool. it will be <laughs> well... after we come back from tour. <laughs> <laughs> We, we kind of touched on it earlier. Uh, John was talking about it. Um, and then you got into it. Uh, Female-fronted uh, noise rock or metal, whatever. And that's another thing that kind of becomes a gimmick. And it's very, very unfair. Um, is that just because you're a woman and you're playing heavy music, you have to... You, again, you have to make it a gimmick or whatever. Um, have you experienced any kind of that, you know... Um, misogyny about you being a, a heavy artist I mean directly. definitely like you know traditionally my gender has been pointed out to me at like shows mm. <laughs> by yeah. people oh, that lady. Yeah, yeah like you know shit that's just like oh hey uh, when I saw you go on stage like I thought you were gonna suck but you're actually like pretty good fuck yeah oh yeah that's what i'm saying it's unfair let me tell you men have like the dumbest shit to say to me i don't i don't know where they come up so fucking embarrassing but yeah (laughs) or like you know um (laughs) one time we were playing this show my (laughs) husband goes up to one of the guys from the other bands and he was like oh he was buying a poster from them and he was like yeah um he was like oh this is really cool like my wife's playing tonight and the guy's like, he goes, oh, trust me, I know. No one forgets the only woman at a metal show. Oh, <laughs> and what the fuck does that even mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. What does that mean? Because I wasn't, I mean, oh I was the only woman God. playing there, but I wasn't yeah, the only Yeah, but like, what the there. fuck? Oh, I know. Yeah. And it's just like, well, now you're just pointing out that like whoever booked this bill did a bad job. Because that, I do not like that when I'm the only woman on a bill. Yeah. Because I find that ridiculous. Like it's 2023 now. Like they're, right, they're yeah. I don't think that that should happen anymore, you know? And I understand yeah. like it, it's going to inevitably, but like, it just seems kind of, you know, I don't know. Like so that are there times that I felt like I was like the token woman on the build. So it wasn't like yeah, just yeah. a dude fest. Yes. That has happened. But also, you know, like I do, my goal is to like represent. So I'm right. You know, I'm not going to like say no, yeah. you know, like I'm yeah. going to like get up and like do my shit. So I don't know. Like I just, I just don't, I just don't want to, to like stop me to be a thing <laughs> yeah that's no. what i'm saying like even even in my even in my question asking you you know like they accessorize it and it becomes like it's an automatic 
built in thing, stupid, dude. <laughs> you know, like it's people shouldn't say like, oh, it's female fronted. Like, oh, that's how you're describing it. Like, you know, yeah. I only listen to female fronted bands or I don't like female fronted. Bands. I get like, no, it's just a freaking band. I get tagged in so many of those posts where there's like, what's your favorite female fronted band? Or like, what's your, you're like, it's a separate with like a woman. Separate genre. Like I loved this music. And then I had this female fronted stuff that I like too. It's yeah, like, no, well, that should be in the fucking same category. Like, so this I have is the like, shit that we like. And there's no, like... I Well, I have kind of, like, a divided view on this because I get tagged in those so okay. often that it, okay. it yeah. in okay. some sense, it's, like, I do want to represent myself as that because I want the music industry to take this shit seriously. Like... Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. It is criminal to me that, like, a lot of noise hardcore labels are just they're still like 95 percent men white guys <laughs> you know like no just... it is it is it's 100 percent that i mean we've tried to like interview people on this podcast and it's just like yeah you know i mean i get that the hosts are the hosts but you know like... <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing against you guys but yeah, like yeah, i'm yeah. just saying like as far as like music industry like representing like making an effort to put out women's records, you know, yeah. to platform women at festivals, obviously, like a big, much, much hay has been made of that, you know, like, yep. it's, I, I think there's like a lot of lip service paid to it. But when it comes right down to it, like, who wanted to put out this record? Nobody. Yeah. I had to yeah. do it myself, you know. Not, yeah. I did have like s- smaller, like community labels offer it, but oh, right, none right. of the labels I approached wanted yeah. to. I got told like this. We don't feel we're the right place for this kind of thing. Where I'm like, is that yeah, genre or is that gender? I don't know. Mm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like stuff like that where it sticks in my craw a little. But again, like I'm not. I'm not gonna like let it stop me. I'm not gonna like. Yeah. Sit here and be like, you know, just on the internet doing like call out posts to people. It's like, no, I'm I'm going to prove <laughs> that this album is very valuable and that women's music is worth a lot. And... I mean, June has always been like a grind. <laughs> like if you uh, like I follow you guys on social media or like you basically. And it's like you're always just like going, you know what I mean? Like yeah. trying something. There's always something. And so, I mean, eventually, or if not, maybe you're like, fuck it, I don't even need these labels, you know. Well, point. that that's, it is kind of the point that I'm at right now, yeah. where I'm just like, to me, well, the music industry has changed so much mm-hmm. that, yeah, I like, mean, yeah. I mean, traditionally, it was like, you're not going to sell, like, a bunch of records if you, like, don't have a publicist or people writing about you. It's like, I did this really, I don't know, publicist, I don't know record label i don't have a booking agent i don't have anybody i just have an instagram account you know yeah yeah and it's been enough and like honestly having that direct connection with people online with fans it's been amazing because it's like in the end i don't even need that other stuff i don't need like if i'm like oh this industry is taking forever to represent women well it doesn't matter because i'm you can just go online and Fans are ready for it. They, they, right. I mean, because it's like, I don't get offended when people are like, what's your favorite female front of band? Because it's like, there's people who genuinely want to listen to women's music and they don't know who, yeah, what fair. women are yeah. doing because like, no one's telling them, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's right. like, I've 
was literally like reading so much about like algorithmic bias against female vocals, you know, yeah. like, like Spotify and everything that they just like analyze your music that it, it, it can identify that it's female vocals. And they'll be like, people don't want to listen to this. The, these songs are always skipped. It's crazy. It's, <laughs> you know, it's fucking mind numbing. <laughs> Um, with this with this podcast, this podcast is part of the the website Bearded Gentleman Music that John started. Um, but since I've been at this publication, I always try to um, try to be a voice for independent artists. I cover a lot of independent stuff and from scenes and whatever. I st still do a lot of mainstream stuff too, but that's like my favorite thing. And not patting myself on the back here, but being that we have that platform and we have this podcast and we're two white dudes, um, <laughs> in your opinion, uh, <laughs> for some advice, what could what could people like us, like the platforms and the publications, what could we do that can be an ally in uh, your mission statement there, basically, about, you know, trying to push female front it without, you know, making it a gimmick making it a yeah. thing well i mean i think you're, you're doing it by like inviting people with various gender identities onto your show and like not making it like a big thing you know like a, <laughs> about <laughs> like this is the, you're the a girl. one Can woman we talk to we've a ever girl tonight we're gonna spend an hour yeah. talking to a girl you tonight. know well, and that's the thing is, like, I, I think, it, I think we, for all of us, I mean, we, we weren't born yesterday. I think we all know when people are doing things performatively and when they're doing right. it sincerely. And it's like, yeah. you know, that means a lot to me. Like, you guys reached out to me. Like, you are, like, genuine fans of the music. I mean, that 100%. right there, you know, being a genuine fan of what women are doing, that's, that's awesome. That's all you can ask for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 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 Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm writing that down. Continue what I'm doing. <laughs> That's just one no, compliment, but... Coop. Just one. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just one. <laughs> no, but uh, I do. I, I think that uh, that's what's one really cool aspect about, you know, your music is that uh, you're it's not that you're a certain version of this kind of music. You are this freaking music, you know, this, this new record, it's, it's, uh, it's noisy and progressive and complex and all that stuff. And it is what it is without being the, a gimmick version. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it was, it did feel like a risk for me because it, this was of so personal and it was the songwriting decisions I was making were very much like kind of going against, I feel like conventional wisdom, but they were, it was, it, this is all like very guilty pleasure music for me. Like I but love. But it sounded so fucking good. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I know only the two of us have heard it, but like everyone's going to love it. Like it's so fucking <laughs> good. Like, it's well, cause so it's good. like so many songs out there are really, when you just boil them down, they're two chord punk songs. But most yeah. of them are two chord punk songs. And I'm like, I've always like been in bands with people who are like, that shit's boring. Like you gotta like do more and like whatever. And to me, especially like what I had gone through <laughs> writing the album. I was like, no, I'm going to do, I'm writing this album for me. I'm doing what I like. 
I don't care if anybody's going to tell me it's boring or it's too simple no, or no. it, yeah. Right. No, no way. No way. So, no. Like maybe the song structures are, but like everything around it, like it just, like it just floats. It's so fucking cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad people are connecting to it. Even like we've only released so far like the one track off of it, and people right. have really connected to that one, and that just mm-hmm. that means so much to me. Because yeah, I was I was nervous. A lot of people passed on this album, and I was I was getting scared that like I was like, is anybody gonna get what this is? And you know, it it just it really makes my day that like people are understanding it on like a lot of levels. So what, what did all the universe balls taste like? I saw the Instagram <laughs> you biting them and like, <laughs> oh, like basically vomiting them out. If you, you got to see the video. Yeah. Then, for the people who haven't seen it, there's Gina's a video. Instagram Cause she's like, Nope, I'm not fucking. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. This is the video for seven wins of Sekhmet. Um, we made this crazy epic video for it. I still cannot believe this it's video so cool. exists. Dave yeah. Rentaskis directed it. He has done our other videos. He did the animal kingdom video and the brother video before that and i came to him with this like crazy idea um it's the story of the video is based on this um french artist philippe casa he um had this one illustrated story that actually like appeared in one of the first issues of heavy metal magazine which oh, I was oh yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that they made the animated movie from yes yeah yeah okay. yeah so I was, it was surprising to me because i'm like the, the you know, Heavy Metal Magazine is not exactly a bastion of feminism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but this one one story in particular, I just loved it. It's um, it's basically like a take on the Eve story. This right. like naked woman goes into a, like a jungle and she like eats a bunch of fruit, but then right. it like all piles on her and like she ends up like like. The big twist to me is, like, instead of, like, destroying creation, she instead becomes, like, the creator herself. Yeah. And, like, gives, yeah. gives birth to a new world. But anyway, yes, yeah, so for this, I had to eat these fucking jello balls that were horrible. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I made all the props for this video, and I was just right. like, Oh, you made them? Yes. That's awesome. I, so, okay, I so, yeah, so we need to know. I didn't know how you, like, made these. Oh, my God. I mean, the video was so fucking cool. And then it was so amazing, like, as an Instagram follower to, like, see you being, like, I'm going to fucking throw up. Like, this is Oh, it was the worst. During the jello eating scene. So just to, like, give you some perspective, I, like, am in the studio. It took us, like, we started filming at 8 a.m. and we wrapped, like, 5 p.m., and like I'm in yeah. this like crazy outfit, freezing my ass off, yeah. and like I haven't like ate or drank anything all day because the yeah. outfit was so hard to get out of. I was like, I can't go to the bathroom, so I can't eat or drink anything. Oh my god, that's terrible. So the only thing I had to eat was these like at like 3 p.m. these Jello balls, which like Jello oh, is disgusting. No. Like I don't even like eating it. Normally, but I was like, I was experimenting at home with stuff, and I'm like, it was the only thing that looked good on camera was like clear 
yeah. unflavored yeah. gelatin. Oh and I basically I took like a mold and With I like pour, chunks I, in it. <laughs> I, pour, I took like string LED lights and put it in the mold and then yeah. poured the jello in there and hardened it. Yeah. And then, yeah, like it looks really cool on camera. No, it looks yeah, amazing. It it's dope. But I was just, yeah. I was laughing because you posted that <laughs> behind the scenes. And I'm just like, in the oh! video, like in the video, you're eating, you're eating the things and, and like, being that I like to eat food quite a bit, I'm like, wow, she looks like she's really enjoying that. I wonder oh what that tastes is like. Yeah. It was so I don't then, even yeah. know how it looked so convincing because literally, like, they put a bucket next to me that I was like spitting all this shit into. It was, it was so bad. I was like, you know, like dry heaving yeah. during it, and everyone was just like, they they were like, is a mixture of like feeling pity for me and then laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and i did it to myself so i can't i can't i just anybody. i'd love because like the video is so epic and then you're like yeah but this was fucking hard like <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the thing i posted on instagram was so funny too because you can hear dave the director yeah. in the background being like okay yeah. shoot it spit it out <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so like me i don't I think either it. of us had any idea what the fuck we were doing yeah. Like, oh, fuck, she's it. being poisoned. We got to get this shit out of her mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope she doesn't get sick. Like, <laughs> love it. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. But it was so much fun. Like, I. I like learned how to um, do like green screening to help make the video, yeah. like yeah, because yeah, it yeah. was. I mean, it ended up being like a, like this like Hollywood production. Like, no, it was, I was really like I watched it and I was like, holy shit! Like, I still I don't fucking, know how he yeah. pulled it. I was like literally doing like eighty hours a week of like keying and after. <laughs> Effects, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> trying to like do that. Dave's like editing the video and like doing all the like color stuff. It was. It was nuts that we pulled yeah. it off because I think people look at it and they're like somebody was I posted the thing about like making the like clear pregnancy belly yeah. for it. And somebody was like, yeah. I thought that was computer generated. I'm like, do you know how much money that would cost to like <laughs> computer generate that? Like that would be insane. Like, if we, yeah. you know, Practical but, effects, yeah. people. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's like, I, it's cool that like we pulled it out. It looks so convincing that people no, it's super thought it cool. was like yeah. pro level. Yeah. You know? yeah. For sure. For sure. Like I said, I'm watching the video. I'm like, that looks delicious. <laughs> it was not. I want universe flavored Jello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to be pregnant. No, this peach kind tastes terrible. I want universe flavored with sparkles. <laughs> oh no, the universe is so bland. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It looked really gross when you yeah. <laughs> So when when does this uh, we see me and John we've already heard the record yes. for those of us uh, out there listening so haha uh, when when is the record dropping for the rest of the world um, full record drops on March third so first Friday in March um, I my nice. entire house is like a distribution center right now for all the vinyl I'm like packing it up I'm please like buy this vinyl crafts yes. everything. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I'm like hoping we're going to have, I ended up like pre-order went so well. I 
realized I did pre-order not pre-order went crazy big. Like I oh saw my God. It on Bandcamp, I was like, oh fuck yeah! We like, sold right out of like the first variant, so I've already yeah. got like second pressing in. I did not press enough copies, <laughs> apparently. That's awesome. Well, but and I mean, a, it's like yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't really like afford to, so like that's just kind of right. how it goes with like independent release right. but yeah i'm hoping the vinyl that i do have lasts us through tour we'll see but um yeah the next pressing is going to be available hopefully end of august beginning of september so cool, yeah. cool. Love it, love it. well i hope you sell out of it i mean i like, you know it yeah. sucks not to have anything to sell on before but <laughs> yeah hey man get rid of it yeah <laughs> i'll sell it one way or another but yeah band camp's been amazing for that like it's i, I could not do it without band camp you know yeah yeah be able to pull off yeah so yeah so that's the best way to uh to get all your stuff is through Bandcamp, yeah yeah Bandcamp is like really the only place we sell currently so yeah definitely up there if um anybody in the eu or uk is listening um chaos control in finland has um some copies of the vinyl that you can get there. You can order through me cool. too, but shipping is crazy. So yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, when when are you guys going to start playing live? Um, record release show is um, March twenty fourth at the Empty Bottle in Chicago, and then we're touring after that. We're going down south, um. Uh, basically down to Atlanta and back up. So we're hitting like Indianapolis, Louisville, Nashville. Um, Then we're going East Coast, um, up through Canada. We're doing a couple Canada dates, Toronto, Montreal, coming back through like Boston, New York, Philly, DC, all that. So, and then West Coast is going to happen. Please, be, I yes. want a West Coast date. It's, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> we're aiming to announce it when we um, release the record on March 3rd. Hopefully we're going to have cool. all our West Coast dates locked in by then. But yeah, that cool. tour is going to be amazing. That's going to be my first time playing West Coast. Yeah. Like, tr- I'm like excited. Doing a proper like West Coast tour. So I, yeah. I get that Salt Lake's probably not the best stop, but I'll definitely do a road trip. If, you know, if all right. Going, we're we're going to get like kind of near there, but we ended up. Yeah, don't don't book Salt Lake. It's it. Yeah, don't. Because people are telling me they're like, go through Missoula. So we're, we're yeah. going through Missoula. Sorry, it's hit or miss. <laughs> no, it's hit or miss. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so looking forward to finally touring because um for the last record, all of the tour dates that I had booked got wiped out. Right, yeah. we were on tour yeah. when the pandemic started. So no, it and was, yeah, 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 yeah. it's a big loss. So. Yep. <laughs> Uh, my full-on complete endorsement everyone please go check out this record check out juna this the band's killer the stuff they have out there now is awesome the yep. new record though will will melt your face <laughs> off uh yep. go out there and see last live record too though last music. record was dope as hell too yeah so like anybody yeah. that hears that i don't know when coop's gonna drop this but if you listen to this album before and it's pre-release like the last album was so good mm. so yeah <laughs> Oh, thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, go out there and uh, see them live if you can. They're going to be playing all over, as she just said. So please go out there and support indie music, support do it yourself. And you know what? Support good music. It's not just about <laughs> support indie. Like, this stuff freaking rules. So 
100%. get out there and buy some stuff and see it live. <laughs> buy me a t-shirt and mail it to me. So go go to the next <laughs> yes. round. The, the, the Golden <laughs> yeah. Album Release Show. Buy me an XL and then ship it to me. Please. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be at the empty bottle. There we go. Awesome. So, yeah, that well, that show's gonna roll. It's gonna it's gonna be a good Coop, one. Like fucking t-shirt, so. buddy. Yes, yes. nice, nice. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Before before we get out of here, I just wanted to say that it's if if, uh, if you've ever been to the empty bottle, Juna is empty bottle music. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the best way to describe it for genres. Like, oh, what kind of music is? Oh, it's empty bottle music. <laughs> gotcha (laughs) yeah so um i do want to say uh thank you very much for taking your time out to come hang out with us oh thank you guys Um, this is so fun that i guess that'll about does it uh check out juna buy this album see him live like and subscribe this episode share it get some other people to listen to the band and uh yeah i guess that'll do it this is uh i've this is coop this is this is john Goodbye. Now, and this, <laughs> and, and this is Donna. <laughs> signing off. Yeah, signing off. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. See you on the next one, guys. Thank you.